Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Walking Clouds with a Z. It's your boy, me, RJ. Hi, hello, hello, hello. Um, I would like to introduce a very important guest to me, to me, RJ. It is JJ Flores, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, JJ. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Oh, fantastic. How are you? Oh, chillin'. I'm really like glad we coordinated and finally had this like time to actually oh, have a freaking podcast because I asked you and you're like, yeah, man, I'm totally down. Yeah, I love talking to you and like <laughs> I can talk to you and like I think we can listen. That's dope. I love JJ's energy, you guys. Like this man had so when we first met, it was back and when did Dutch Bros open? Ooh, like 2016? Really? 2016? Really? Yeah, because we're going wrong, boy. 2016 or 2017? 20... Ooh, yeah. I, I want to say it's 2016, like late 2016. Let me start training this at least. Okay, so let's say 2016, right? But let's fast forward it to like the midsummer, obviously, because that's when I started going to Dutch Bros because I kind of had a situation where I was boycotting <laughs> Dutch Bros because I worked at Starbucks. I'm like, man, I can't go there. <laughs> Why, why would why would you catch me there? Long behold, I started going and I met incredible people such as Alicia, but then as well as this beautiful soul, JJ. I'm like, JJ, where are you from? I know where you're from, but tell these people where you're from, man, because you're not from Vegas. Not from old Vegas, not from the desert. I actually come from the land of the trees, uh, the Oregon coast, to be exact. Little small town called Newport, little fishing port. Yeah, a lot of rain. <laughs> Versus the desert, which gets no rain and has no trees. <laughs> well, then how did you end up here? Question marks going all over us. Mm. <laughs> the mystery. Uh, it's actually not that mysterious. It's actually from the military. And uh, I got stationed out here. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, this was one of my three options. It was either here, uh, Arizona, or uh, Florida. Oh, Lord, it would have been totally dope. Oh. However, it's not like cool surfing Florida. It's like panhandle. Like, like I don't even know. It's just not cool Florida. Oh, it's not the beaches. It's not. The, it, yeah, it's like, You're like in the freaking the practically Alabama. Oh, um, no, no, thank you. Yeah. We don't do that for sure. The Florida Georgia line. What made you decide to, I don't know, apply for Dutch Bros, man? Because you're currently not there now. He actually retired from Dutch Bro, sadly. But I still get to see him. Yeah, no, it was it's kind of a weird story. So like in Oregon, in my town at least, like, it was a big deal to kinda like be a part of Dutch Bros. Like it was one of those things where like only like the coolest kids would be doing it, you know? And I guess it was like one of those things I really wanted to do but never really got the opportunity to. So I went to like a small like deli shop and making sandwiches for everybody. And uh, it was a little lackluster. I always got told I should work at Dutch Bros, but I wasn't really like a cool kid growing up. I was like, <laughs> kind of one of those like, little hippie stoners. Oh, I wanted to be a, yeah. like, a pirate growing up, you know? That was the thing. <laughs> yeah, me and my, my like, four friends. But uh, yeah, so I moved out here and uh, I was away from Dutch Bros. I was like, well, that's it. Like, no more Dutch Bros for me. No more being Oregonian. I gotta become Las Vegan. Las Vegan? Las Vegan? Las Vegan, yeah. <laughs> I like that one. And, uh, yeah, lo and behold, I found a Dutch Bros. I was like, oh, man, this is dope. <laughs> so I started going there more and more often, and eventually, like, dude, you should totally apply. And, uh, 
So damn, I wonder what, like, it's the same process. Like, I'm still not very cool out here, you know. Like, I'm sure all these people like went to high school together and whatnot, and I'm just like some outsider, you know. But uh, no, uh, one of my friends, uh, Chase, uh, we were at a party, and I was telling him about all the awesome opportunities that Death Rose has and whatnot, like just all the great people, like how you can make a difference in the community. And uh, yeah, we made a drunk bet. <laughs> Uh, we saw like an Instagram post and they didn't open hiring like Sunday. It was a Saturday. We were like hammered at this party until like three in the morning. <laughs> so we showed up to this uh, interview and uh, I got to talk to Travis Harper. He was a super cool guy. Uh, he grew up in Eugene, Oregon, which is like about a two hour drive from my hometown. And uh, so we talked about that. It wasn't even really an interview. <laughs> we kind of just talked about home. And I was like, hey man, the one thing though, if I go, my boys gotta go. And then yeah. Two weeks later, we were training at Drop. Both of them got hired, you guys. Yeah. That's pr- that's pretty wild. Like it's that's dedication as a friend. Like legitimately, JJ is a down ass friend, a daff. That's as I like to say. <laughs> daff. Don't be so daffy. <laughs> the one thing that like drew me to JJ was he like he has all this like energy inside you guys. Like he's legitimately like a lamp that doesn't turn <laughs> off. Because it's, it's always like, hey, man, how are you? Hey, RJ, oh, my goodness, dude, I love you. I love you too, dude. But then it started going more into depth of our connections of music. We fell in love with going to festivals together. Absolutely. Even if we didn't ride together or plan it out, there was times where we'd go to, like, we went to Kezo. Yeah. And where was I at again? Yeah, literally. They like, saw me? We were, like, at the bathroom. <laughs> Just waiting in line and, like... It was out of nowhere, like, oh, snap, like... Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. You? But, I mean, somehow the universe brought us together, and then we went to Hard Summer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that was that was very hot. That very was hot. quite the adventure. Then Rick Ross came out of nowhere when we were trying to watch... Or who was it? it was, uh, Dude, we were supposed to see Jesse Reyes. Yeah, and then Rick she Ross. She canceled, but then Rick Ross comes out here. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Like, what? What up, what up? I got that money in the grave. We're like, whoa. JJ's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is sick. And, and like, me waiting for Jesse. And I'm like, this sucks. I don't want this. <laughs> Let's go somewhere else. And, like, they were pretty cool. Yeah. It was who? Daniel, you? Uh, no, it was uh, Joseph and Christy. And, yeah, Daniel, right? Yeah, Daniel. Daniel, right? After Daniel broke my fan, my hard summer fan. Oh, man. But whatever. It's cool. But we had some pretty cool times underneath, like, the electric sky. He was one of those during the festivals. He's, like, rave dad. Rave dad to the max. Like, are you good? You sure? Here. (laughs) No, I just bought this water, but here you can have it. And I'm like, no, this is your water, dude. Like, he's, he's just a very dedicated friend, which is something rare to find nowadays. JJ is this very content person, if you guys ever met him. Super chill. Super, super chill. What is, like, how are you so content with being so chill? I don't know, I feel like I've got it better than most. Like, I've got awesome people that surround me every day. Like, I can talk to whoever I want to. Like, usually someone's got a plan for me. It's like, whether it be a podcast or like a bonfire or building a cornhole board, like, someone always has something for me. And I like to be doing something. Like, I don't like to be at home just chilling all day. It's as much as like, I like sleeping, I'm a big sleeper, <laughs> so I don't really very much sleep very often. But so I try to stay as much as I can if I can. But hell yeah, uh, man! I don't know. It's like 
Growing up, I only had really like the same four friends, and uh, my dad was in the Coast Guard, so like we moved place to place. And whenever I'd come back to Newport, because that usually always seemed to happen, uh, it would be the same guy every time. And I'd be like, "What's up, like, oh man? Welcome back to the crew. Let's go smoke." I'm like, "All right, definitely. <laughs> say less." But uh, yeah, then I moved out to Newport, and I did the whole Air Force thing, and. I've met so many people along the way that just gave me like all sorts of life tips, like just training. I don't even know, like I'm just such a lucky dude that it's kind of hard to like not be content, you know? Anything like from the military that's made you learn like big life lessons? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh man. Uh, a lot of like, I guess life lessons came from uh, this pilot guy. I don't want to like mention his name because I don't know if like I'm allowed to, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I had this big accident and uh, it's kind of the reason I got stationed out here in Vegas and um, I was kind of a bitter dude for like the longest time. Like, how long have you been stationed out here? Since 2015 of October. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. It's been a minute. <laughs> you know, most people like get a base and like they're out like within a week or like. A month. It's weird, but no, like I've just been fortunate enough to get like one place. But yeah, no, um, this guy kind of like, took me under my wing. So like, I had this issue where like I uh, got kind of in trouble and was pretty much almost done with the military. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna kick you out. It's like, nothing you're really worth saving anymore. So, oh bye. And this guy stepped up for me. He's like, yo man, like I was there. I've been there. I want to give this guy the same chance. Let me take forward with my wing and I'll teach him the ways. Samurai. And um, yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, he would teach me those not sort of little things. You know, because I wouldn't even like, call my parents and not let them know like, I was alive or anything like that. I didn't have contact with my parents for almost two years before I uh, actually like, called them and like, hey guys, <laughs> I'm alive. But, uh, yeah, no, he kind of taught me a lot of life lessons along the way and just how to be happy. How to, like, I guess, find the silver lining of things. And that kind of stuck with me. And that's why I try to, like, pass on, like, my students now with my new job. It's like, you know, be happy. Because like, you're still in the same, you're like, in the military still. It's just, you're an instructor, technically, right? Yes. Yeah, so I pretty much, like, teach people how to fix planes and whatnot, like, survival techniques, like, he does like hand the big hand. boy stuff. Yeah, big boy stuff. You know, like so. the jets? Mm-mm. No, that's so technical. Exactly. So it's weird. It's like, I'm not, I'm like the least mechanically inclined person like on the planet, but like, you put like a wrench for me, like, it's a task, and I'll try to fix it. I'll do my best, and nine times out of ten, it usually works out. So it's weird. Like, I've never even like changed a tire on a car before joining the military. <laughs> And now if you were like, yo, dude, can you pull like an engine off a plane? You'd be like, say less. One from five minutes, ten minutes. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But it's weird. You learn a lot of stuff in the military, and that's like, it, it kind of like, I guess, is better than like a lot of people say it is, because you'll hear a lot of people talk about how much they hate the military, like just being inside of it. Like, Why do you think that is? Because like, I feel as if, most people are like, oh, they just brainwash you. That's the number one thing. And, like, for me, 
I've grown up on pretty much the military base. I wasn't housed there, but I went to school on Lonely Herd. Like I was like Nellis is my home. Like I had my daycare there, and it got torn down the one across the BX because they got a new building. But I mean, to me, I don't. I feel as if it's always been kind of like a have me have a straight head of things of keeping keeping my responsibilities in a line of watching other people because how proper and how professional you have to act in the military. Like when you address people, that's like the biggest thing. And to me, that's awesome. What makes you think people think in that perspective of the military is like brainwashing or just so negative? Is it mostly the people that kind of get kicked out of the military that say that it's kind of whack or... I mean, you're succeeding, you're doing, you're being very successful in life, you love your job, some days you're tired, but I mean, at the end of the day, you always talk high about it. It's kind of weird, so I, I follow this page on Facebook, it's uh, the Air Force Airman NCO, Senior NCO page, and I guess it's like a free form, it's not really like ran by the military, but it's ran by the okay. in the military, and so like one of those unbiased sources where they post all sorts of problems when that's going on all over the Air Force. And one of the biggest problems I always see is uh, leadership. It's toxic leadership. And I've had a lot of jobs in like, I can honestly say like, in the military it's probably one of the worst spots. And people will get out just because like, oh, I didn't get a promotion because so-and-so did not did like the same amount of work. However, they liked him better, so they gave him my work, I guess, like, experience. I, I don't know how to put it, but basically, you can be the hardest work on the, like, the flight line, but if they like somebody else better than you, then they're the ones who are pushing for promotions and whatnot. Then you kind of get like left in the dust. Or like, if you make one mistake, for example, like, I know this is a pretty big mistake, but like DUIs and whatnot, that's definitely like one of the bigger things that you hear in the military. I hear about a lot of people having a drinking problem, which, I mean, I can only imagine the things that they've seen in a point, in a way, but as well as getting, I guess, too comfortable when they go to parties or at their friend's house and one drink leads to another and it becomes an addiction. Exactly. And that's like one of those things where it's like, rather than fixing the problem, their problem is kind of just to kick you out the door and like leave you on your own, like high and dry pretty much. And that I think is where people get the, uh, like the Air Force is trash, like they don't really care about you. And honestly, like I've had a pretty good career. I can't even lie, like I'm further than most of my peers, right? And it, it's kind of weird to think, so like, I don't think I'm like all that special. Like, I mean, I, I filled out a spec ops and then got dropped into like a crew chief job. Like, what is like, spec the ops? Bottom of the barrel. Yeah. What's spec ops? So I was uh, initially joined the Air Force to be a TAC team, a tactical air control party. And uh, it's like, you ever seen like, like, like the best way I describe to people is if you ever seen Transformers when they're fighting the Scorpion in the desert <laughs> and they call him the airstrike, I'm going to do call him the airstrike. Autobots. Yeah, no, that's like the best way to describe it. Like, unless nobody knows what I'm talking about, but like. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just saying it's, so that's what you, pretty much the ones that are in the sky? On the ground, actually. So oh, basically like, oh. you work with the army and the marines or like Navy SEALs and you direct airplanes to like blow things up or like save people. Like if some guy gets your shot or whatever, 
Uh, he'd be like, hey, I need uh, assistance, grid corners, blah, 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 blah. Uh, advice when you're 15 minutes out. And then the helicopter will come and rescue him. Things like that. I ended up drowning. <laughs> and uh, they immediately kicked me out of Spec Ops training because at that point you're no good. Like, you you drowned during the training? During training, yes. I was three weeks from graduation. <laughs> Super trash. What was that like? Uh, Why did you have to be in the water? So you do water confidence training because a lot of the times, like you're gonna be like flying in helicopters and whatnot to get from place to place. And uh, one of the dangers in being in helicopters is you get shot down. And it's like mm. one of the chief dangers. And, and you uh, over the ocean, huh? Exactly. Oh, you're the hell ocean, no. You're gonna swim. <laughs> you're in a little bit of trouble. Uh, so I'm a pretty decent swimmer. I grew up surfing, so it was like it was kind of easy for me, I guess. But uh, <laughs> one of the things that doesn't really save you is uh, when you've got like 87 pounds of gear holding you down. And uh, so one of the last bits of water confidence is where you uh, pretty much jump in the deep end of the pool with all your gear, 87 pounds worth. Mm-hmm. And you have to like ship off all your gear, like your backpack, your gun, your web belt, your Pretty much everything, like your body armor, all that stuff, and then swim to the top without even around. They're pretty unforgiving, <laughs> let me tell you right now. Like as I'm, the coat, like, not, what are they, the people that are testing you, what are they called? Yeah, the instructor cadre. Okay, they're not lenient. No, they will not help you. Because, <laughs> like, a lot of times, like, you can get it last minute, and a lot of these can get it really easy. I just was having a bad day, and um, my strap got stuck. Where I was trying to take my backpack off. And you get your armor off, you gotta take your backpack off, your body armor, and then like your rifle. And uh, my stuff got stuck and I could not get it off. It was like knotted up in there. And I was like yanking on as hard as I could. Underwater. Underwater. In the deep end. In the deep end. Couldn't see anything. I was clearing my eyes. I could look up, I made out the silhouette of my instructor. And he tapped his watch, saying, hey, man, it's time to go. You're gonna fail. And that was my last memory. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up and uh, they're like, hey, Floyd, you're out. And I was like, what? Your conscience. <laughs> yeah, I lost consciousness. They dragged me up and I regained consciousness. They told me straight up, not even like, are you okay? They were like, hey, you're out. What the hell? Now you're locked here. You're going back to my room. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> And I won't lie, man, like, I, I, I did cry. Like, not like a bitch, but like, I, okay, I cried like a bitch, man. Like, it's okay, because you, you yeah. got, it was pretty much your dream job, correct? It was 100% my dream job. And it kind of got in taken away, because are you able to retest, or? I am not. As of right now, I'm clearly not. Why is that? Uh, so I'm an instructor now. Oh, okay. So like, it's like a, kind of like a special duty. So like you're pretty much stuck there in that job for three years. Oh. And on top of that, I'm no longer in my first term as an airman. I've already gone through six years of like service, so okay. I can't really like leave my job now. It'd be kind of a waste of time for them. So it's like goodbye. So I mean, during the time you obviously you felt your emotions. The another thing, the reason why I like JJ a lot, you guys, is because we're both Pisces. So I really feel as if he's like that other fish and. The sign and I think that we kind of understand each other and have a connection to like our emotions because 
JJ and I are not afraid to talk about our emotions at all to each other. I am 100% open with him. I've talked about a lot of things to him in the past, however many years I've known this man now. But it's that level of comfort where it's like we're each other's safe place to talk about cer certain situations like that. So that's one thing that I admire, but as well as he has grown since I've met him, um, seeing his progress from death bros JJ to nowadays JJ, like, oh, okay, Mr. Flores, what's up, what's poppin'? <laughs> but I mean, you you were feeling your emotions, so obviously it was something, it was hurtful, very hurtful. Absolutely. But then once you came back to, you said, Lachlan? Lachlan, yeah. Lachlan? It's like the... the Basic training base, pretty much. Okay, and then from there, you just went as a, like, what, you failed it, so what What happens next? So what happened next, technically? You get put into what's called a med hold, pretty much where they, they send like, all the broken people, like, the end of your invasive training, that's where you go, and it's basically just, like, basically like a hospital room, but, like, they got like, Xboxes and whatnot, you're okay. not really allowed like, to use your phone or anything like that, but... You I'll play the Xbox, there. the hell? Yeah, and that's like, people don't get stuck there for like, days, sometimes months, like, if they're broken enough. And sometimes they'll out-process you, kick out the military, or like, they'll reclass you, or like, they'll wait till you're better, and they'll put you in like, youth flight, basic training. Uh, but for me, they, like, pretty much like, filled out like a list. They took my ASVAB scores, and they're like, yeah, man, he's got like, a high mechanic score, so, we're gonna make him a mechanic. And I'm like, not what I wanted, because like, I might have tested well, but, zero skills yeah and so they're like all right man like fill out your dream sheet pretty much like where you're going to be stationed and i put florida at the very top i put arizona <laughs> i didn't even put Dallas. i don't want to come down i don't want to come to vegas <laughs> and uh lo and behold they gave me five vegas wow on my list. and i was like oh okay well cool. i am so proud of that because if he wouldn't have came to vegas ladies and gentlemen i would not have met this man which is really amazing Exactly. And that's what brings me back to like the silver lining of everything. It's like I might have been mad that I got here and like I'm away from the ocean now, like or like I'm away from like Arizona State and I'm like but it's still like I've met so many cool people and based off of it. Like say I would have like passed my uh, water confidence course. I could be like out in the Middle East somewhere, like alone with a bunch of like random dudes. Yeah. But instead now I get to like be here in my apartment talking to RJ. <laughs> like one of the coolest you ever met. Like, Thanks. there's so much awesomeness like <laughs> that just comes from being here in Vegas, and I love it so much. So I like that. I mean, you've seen pretty much the world to me at this point, literally. Did the melt? Like, have you always been so uppity buppity beat type? You know, like very bubbly, oh, talkative. <laughs> like you, you're a surfer, surfer JJ. Yeah, I was a really huge stoner back in the day. <laughs> Uh, and like, I guess like, I want to say the, the four dudes I hung out with like my entire life, like we were just like a bunch of like wild guys, but like at the same time you go to school and you just, you kind of like, you know, like the, not the emo kids, but like, we'd be the like, outcast. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was a super quiet kid, super pale. Like, I, you know, <laughs> saw my friend of the day and uh, he didn't even know I was Latino until like junior year of high school. And he had known me since like. Middle school, because I, I was like, you were that pale, pale? Right? yeah, because it's it's Oregon, it's always cloudy. Wow, yeah. it's wild to me, but like, he's like, yeah, see, man. I would have thought the opposite with 
Oregon's weather, that would be like not cloudy as much. Nah, man, Pacific Northwest is known for its rain. It's crazy. I'll take it. Yeah, it's it's, it's nice. Like you like that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like being brown now. <laughs> <laughs> I like being brown. I like being brown, you know. Like I like getting the tan going. But uh, yeah, no, like that was my train thought. Your mouth. Uh, oh, being, being, uh, yeah, I was like kind of a quiet kid growing up. Like, no, it's weird. Cause, like. My brother was the, uh, I guess, the popular kid in school when I was growing up, and then, like, I was, like, you know, this quiet stoner kid in the back, and now it's, like, he lived here for, like, about two months or so, and he was, like, super quiet around Two everybody. months and a half. Yeah, I know, if he's gonna listen to this, yeah. he did make it that full two months, you guys, and half of a month, so it's, like, practically three. Yeah, you get around it. I told him to, but he doesn't want to. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, no, he's like super quiet. I love talking to people. Like, any chance I get to talk to somebody, and just like. He's quiet now, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's, he's weird. He switched roles. Yeah, I don't even know when we switched roles either. Like, it just kind of happened. And now it's like, I'll talk to anybody, and he's like, hey man, like, you want to order pizza for us? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> I actually met DJ's brother on my birthday. Yeah. And it, it would have been almost a year him. ago. That's wild. And then now he's gone. Whatever. He could have made it. Whole nerd, nerd status. It's okay. I'm not happy now, which is weird. Because, like, she was a little bit torn up about him being done here. Oh, of course. Because, yeah. I mean, are you... Family of two sons? Yeah, we're, we're the only two kids. Dang, so your, your mama was like, you know what, y'all decided to leave... Okay, go ahead and move away. Yeah, she, she Hurt my she feelings. And my dad, even he was like... Oh, yeah. I they miss you too. I bet. Yeah, it was weird. I never said I cried. <laughs> you cried during holidays. No. Like, oh god. <laughs> so like, do you ever like miss your family? Family, dude. Like your mom and dad live all the way in Oregon. I- I'm quite fortunate, like being out here in Vegas, because like it's only a 16 hour drive, and I say only a 16 hour drive. Like, He's done it before you guys. Yeah. No, legit, legit, legit. Before he got his little fancy dancy truck, now he was di- he was driving this this beautiful orange car. You guys, Maybe that orange. thing was that dark was making it. He said he was make he was going on that last wheel of that car. So he fell apart nothing. <laughs> he put some miles on it, you guys. Miles for days. It was a good little car. Never drive it again, but. But uh, yeah, no, like my friend, uh, he's actually going back to Louisiana for Mardi Gras. That's where his family is. Oh, I want like, to go to that so bad. Oh yeah, apparently it's like even better than New Orleans. Like in his small town, he lives like in like the the like damn near racist Louisiana. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can go to that. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, I went back home with him, and that was a whole experience on its own. But <laughs> it was a fun one. But like. He's choosing to drive there this time, and it's like a three-day drive. I'm like, I'm good. Never. I'm out <laughs> pass. Like I draw the line at sixteen hours. Sixteen hours is a lot. I've been to like San Fran, and that to me, I thought that was yeah, crap that time. Switch. It's eight hours. Eight hours is long when you're by yourself, but someone's asleep in the car. I, mean, I like driving alone because like you get to jam to your tunes. I like to scream, sing. I love singing. <laughs> I like so, to sing too. I like doing car karaoke. Car karaoke is where it's I want to start one, but that's a lot of work, and that's a little dangerous because you know I'd be getting into it a little bit. Yes, I, I drive like bad enough as it is. Like, 
if I'm trying to pull the Drip King and like sing Lady Gaga, like it's not gonna uh, work out. Like, this man, Alejandro. Yes, Roberto. Yes, she made that song for me. You guys just saying. I was. I was like, don't at me, bro. Roberto, taking the chance is just scary. It is absolutely scary. It's terrifying. I mean, you took a chance, right, with your instructing. Yeah. You took a chance with the military. Yeah, I did. I felt like that was probably you coming out of your shell, for sure. Absolutely. When you're stuck with, like, 59 other dudes, you're going to make friends with at least one. (laughs) That's like paradise to me, but... Let Let me rephrase this. Dudes from all walks of life. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a candy shop to me. Uh, you would think. <laughs> you would think. I, no, I have this one friend. He's in the military right now, and he just like talks about when it was like during basic training, and like you're just stuck with the same people. And I'm like, that's a lot of testosterone you got to deal with. Different personalities, different walks of life for yeah. sure, because people come from different places where it's. Things are normal and things are not normal. Coming to whatever it may be. I don't know, those first like initial two months, I kind of like stuck to myself. During basic. Yeah, I was like, I was always told like keep your head down, like don't like volunteer for things. Don't in the military or like growing up in life. Just in the military. <laughs> growing up in life, I kind of like oh, I don't like to do stuff, but. Yeah, like, I didn't talk to a single dude. Uh, the, only, like, the only person I ever, like, I guess, conversed with was, like, my, one of my best friends right now, uh, Ian. And, like, we had a security duty one night, and it was, like, midnight. And uh, this is going to get a little TMI, but, like, one night we were, like, checking the days, making sure everybody's asleep, like, doing a head count. And uh, I hear through a wall on the other side, like, on the opposite side, like, this corner of this bed. Dude, what the fuck? I was like, what? <laughs> so I run over there. He's like, yo, man, he's beating his dick in bed. <laughs> I'm like, yo. Ian said that? Yeah. And like, it was like this like, super like weird kid. And like, we all like, he was, he was a little bit off. Like, he's from Kansas. From Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas. And, uh, yeah, it, we're just like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> or like, go to the bathroom, man. Like. Don't oh, do that that's, here, that's kind of odd. Because you guys share it. You share the room, right? Yeah, it's literally like, or was it split like 30-30 for bed. And Laying on my cots? Yeah. It's basically like, I'd say like, well, what was the measurement? There's an exact measurement you had to have like, between bed. I think it was like two feet is what it was. Shit, oh, that sounds like COVID right there. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how they're doing it now, but like. I hope they're doing six feet apart. Yeah, I sure hope so, but. <laughs> So a lot of people going through at the time. Man, that was definitely where like our friendship began. <laughs> it was catching that dude just beat the fucking bed. <laughs> that's that's no, that's wild. No. I know. You meet like people like the most unexpected like scenarios. <laughs> it's oh so weird. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> this ain't like Kansas. Yeah, I was like, bro, like, come on, man. Like, no, we're like, your homies, bro. Like, we're stuck in two months together. Like, just go to the bathroom, man. That like, is so awkward. That would just make the rest of the whole, the whole time 
odd. I, I, I know. Yeah, it was, it was not great. For him and for everybody else. <laughs> so then, besides like the military and Dutch Bros, obviously you love festivals and EDM music. I love music, yeah. But, you guys, when I tell you, I have a video, and I swear if I find it, it's going be it's going to be posted while I post my announcement of my podcast. But he lets loose. He will dance his little heart out. He is literally my little happy feet when he dances. <laughs> he does not care if anyone's... He... Ah, you guys, let me just tell you, this man will make me feel like if, however I dance is completely fine. Only because he is one to, he's like a, he's like breaking the ice of awkwardness whenever it comes to festivals, in my opinion at least, because he'll just get down and he just wants to have a good time. But like for you, what is your, what's your passion? Because I know if it was up to both of us, our asses would be at a festival probably tonight oh, somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just like dancing. I love music. Like literally. I can think of like a song for about every moment of my entire life. Like and that's like awesome to me. It's like there's always something. Like always a song. And you know, I just like to dance, like to move. It's probably like I don't even know. I have so much pent up energy just from like being quiet for eighteen years of my life. <laughs> like <laughs> But uh I don't know, like you know the old saying, dance like nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. Shit, dance like nobody's watching, like Go off. Like, it's we're all there. We're all high. Like <laughs> when I found out, like JJ went to like events. To me, to me, it was a shocker just because you don't hear about most military people that are actually into like the rave scene at all. Like it's so rare to find that. Especially when I found out he was going to like hard summer. Like oh, you traveling for like a festival? Like you traveling for an event? You dedicated, dedicated. So like you definitely connect on like a deep meaning with music because music just kind of hits your soul and it's like oh wow this is this is it this is this is what i'm feeling plus the energy around there is just pretty dope as well too we get to meet a lot of different souls but most mostly it's like people that have had like a fucked up work week and (laughs) they just they need to let loose they need to escape real quick um is that is that like what it's like for you like when you go to the events. Oh man, absolutely. I remember uh, I don't think festival was here. Once it was my second EDC. And uh no it was my third one. Yeah, so I had just started at Dutch. And uh it was wild because like I was still working on the flight line, I wasn't an instructor yet. And uh we had worked like our second twelve hour shift in a row and I was like, bro, this is trash. And then I was had to like, you know, like Scrape myself together, you know, like, all right, you gotta go to Dutch and be out, you gotta go time for another six hours. And it was just, oh, as hell. But I, I liked it. And it was one of those things where I was like, all right, I'm just gotta make this last two hours. I'm just gonna clean up, shut the machine down, and then that's how I go party. Oh, I'm gonna love it. And I was practically crawling to my door and just like, sitting there about to pass out while like putting on my like outfit, you know, looking all sleek oh, and whatnot. In the second I got in line, I heard like the booing music. I was like, alright, that's it, we're ready to go. Morning! <laughs> yeah, that's like before I even like got in, like, you know, like taking Molly and whatnot, just, you know, letting loose. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like, 
just for was drunk. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that's and all then, I could do. And it's, I think it's more of like meeting, meeting the different people. Like what? there's other people that are definitely on drugs and there's some people that are not, but seeing it through a different perspective, mm-hmm. if it's either, um, smoking, like literally you just walk through and you smell like cigarettes or fucking cannabis, but it's the, it's the, it's that rush and the feeling and the base that kind of wakes you up like immediately, Absolutely. no matter how tired you are. Wasn't that so the weird. year that it was cold? No, uh, that was the year after that. Cause, yeah, that's the year that, like, that Joseph and uh, all them went and... Without me, by the way. Oh. Joseph. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> mm. Trifling. Yeah. It was funny, actually. Um, that same year uh, that I went, uh, we were, I was at a getter set. And everybody was like moshing like super gigantic, like like a wave, a sea of people. And uh, <laughs> I met Joseph like that next year. <laughs> it was like... That's wild. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I was at a getter. It's like some video I took, and sure enough, like we Joseph were in was in crowd. it. Yeah, we were in the same crowd together, moshing before I even met each other. Oh man, it's crazy how that works. I think that's it's pretty dope actually because I've I've been meeting a, a few more people that I've been at festivals to, and they're like, "Wait, aren't you so and so?" And I'm like, "How the hell do you know me?" Yeah. I'm like, "I do not know who you are," and they're like, "Yeah, you went to watch name." I'm like, "Oh." Oh, I was a little drunk back then. <laughs> and a few drinks and stuff like that, you know, like some, 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 some. But I mean, I feel that's like the getaway. That's the getaway from your everyday job to the, your everyday to day job, but as well as from reality. And I think like anyone should definitely experience going Absolutely. to a rave. No matter if you don't like to dance, just go. Even if you don't like the music, I'd say it's a good experience. You'll find, you'll actually find something you might like. And be like, oh wow, that sounds a little different because growing up, most people would always talk trash about EDM. Mm-hmm. It's like, it sounds like you have, um, oh, what was it, a fork in the dis- garbage disposal. Oh, I'm like, man. ew, <laughs> get out of here. It doesn't say ding, 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 ding. No, it doesn't sound like that. Yeah. There's like certain so deep, nice. meaningful songs. But then, as well as like the 2019 EDC. They had video game arcades, machines, outside. What? Even though it was blistering cold. I'm excited to go to that one. Sad face. But... It's okay. It was cold. Yeah. I, you I heard didn't miss out. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was good, but I don't know. I'm not really like, I guess, afraid of the cold. You know, I kind of grew in the cold. Yeah. But. No. Yeah. That's not me. I need to stay away from I the cold. Come, I heard it was windy. And that's where I got the line. <laughs> yeah, it slaps your face. No, sir. No. Mother Nature's like, who, who's your mama? Who's your mama? Yeah, like, there's no need for this. Especially out here with the dry cold. And then yeah. none of the rides were going either that year, so you really didn't miss out. That's me. Okay, well, yeah. Right no Ferris wheel. <laughs> no Ferris wheel. No swinging chairs. Uh, damn. Some of yeah. my best members were, like, coming together. I was like, oh, man, I'm about to, like, pass out or black out and all of a sudden I'm on the chairs I'm like okay we're back you're not gonna eat a snow cone or some ice cream or some no dip and dots yeah. it's too cold the so funnel cake you get your funnel cake and the sugar the powdered sugar goes everywhere because of the damn wind so yeah, like Jesus. you really didn't miss like and it gets cold everyone knows the best funnel cake in my opinion is when it gets right out fresh mm, yes and it like kind of burns the roof of your mouth because you know <laughs> uh, you don't want to. Yeah, you know you just lose your taste. Of, you lose your taste. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you had that one good fight. Exactly. That's all that matters. It was a fighting fight, of course. <laughs> so, JJ, like I always like to do with everyone, if you could have any superpower. Oh, man. What, what superpower or super person? Because, you know, I'm going to keep saying this till the day I die. I would be Storm because she's a bad bee. I can grow all my vegetables. I can control the weather. If it's cold, I'll make that. I'll make it hot. But what, what, what power or person would you be? Dun, dun, dun. Man, that's a hard one. I get asked that a lot for some reason. <laughs> I still never have an answer. Uh, you cool things like levitate with your mind. Was it telekinesis? Is that what it is? Telekinesis. Is it telekinesis? I want to say it is. I don't know. Whatever one they had in that movie, uh, Chronicle. I did, I don't. I think I vaguely remember that movie, but yeah, I didn't really watch it. Watch it. The softball, like stop with their minds. I think it is telekinesis. That's a school. I'm gonna look this shit up. Maybe it's just like the lazy man's power. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so like, oh man, my controls on my uh, coffee table. Not can just like bring it over to myself and just hang out with it. <laughs> telekinesis, the supposed ability to move objects at a distance by mental power or. Man. Other non-physical means. I think you're like one. A lot of people want telekinesis. This is dope. I think it's like you do so much with telekinesis. I feel like you could probably fly with telekinesis too if you wanted to. Okay, then I get somewhat telekinesis. If I can do, if I can fly, that's all I care about. See, like I always like kind of put flying up there for myself, but like. I can just get on the plane and fly. Granted, I can't like feel like the rush of the wind against my face. Like exactly. What? How much fun would that be? Exactly. Think about that. The rush. That's true, actually. Okay. Can I change it? Can I change it? No, he goes with telekinesis, you guys. As always, you guys, stay groovy, like a smoothie. I'll also put um, I'll tag JJ in this post too, but. You want to give out your social media? Social media? Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. Uh, on the on the gram, I actually have a truck. I do off road fun stuff. So if he you does. Like he really, 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 really does. Yeah. So if you like like outdoor adventures, or if you like live in Vegas and you're like, man, where's like cool spots I can go like hiking in? You should go follow Taco Abroad. I follow them. I follow myself too. They actually post. They post. uh, Well, he posts a lot. He does go on a lot of adventures. The next one I will probably go on because I need to photograph all the good stuff that happens with trucks and on the roads. Hopefully, it'll be raining because we like the dirt. We like the rain. I've never experienced that. It makes you feel like home. Anything you'd like to say to anyone out there that's struggling with? Finding something to do in a way of like their dream job, or what is some advice from what you've learned from the military? One of the things my mentor said before he passed was, uh, "Make yesterday's you proud." That's all you can do. You do that, and like, a success right there. Hell yeah, man! I like that. I it, and it's true. All you have to do, you have to also feed in like good positive thoughts because negativity is not going to get you anywhere. Exactly. When are we all going to learn this? A smile a day keeps the doctor away.
Hey. Unless your doctor's hot, then you can go with the doctor. You got a bruise. Dr. Mario. <laughs> Thank you for being on my show today. Thank you for having me. Well, on my podcast, not show. Technically, it's a show because I get to see JJ and I get to see all the expressions that he does, and he gets to see me in my expressive way. It's a win-win. Very cohesive. <laughs> Very. <laughs> All right, guys, stay groovy, like a smoothie, and until next time.